This is the fear of science. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Fear of Science, the podcast that dives into the wide world of science and science-adjacent topics to discover things that we have yet to learn. Uh, Along the way, we are joined by special guests, and we sometimes even answer your questions. Let's find out what we are going to be learning today. Now, first off, Jeff, before we get started, uh, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I've had a, a pretty chill day of work, nothing crazy. So th- so that's been really nice. Great. And now I get to do a fun podcast with you. Ah, uh, great. I'm glad. Because I'm not doing too well, Jeff. You know, oh. uh, things are things are pretty stressful. You know, I'm very grateful that I, I am still able to be working during this, uh, uh, you know, the pandemic that we're all living through. But things have been tough, you know. Uh, I turn on the news and it's just bad news all over. Uh, I, I try and turn on Twitter, but I can't because my phone got run over by a car last week. Uh, Jeff, I am feeling a little bit stressed out. Oh, well, that's perfect because we're going to talk about stress on this episode. Oh, phew. Oh, I feel better already. <laughs> and joining us, Jeff, in the virtual Fear of Science studio, our special guest today is a registered clinical counselor at the Anxiety Relief Center, ARC. Originally hailing from the East Coast of Canada, she moved to Vancouver to pursue her master's and has been calling the West Coast home ever since. She has a Bachelor of Arts in Psychology from Memorial University of Newfoundland, a Master's master's of Counseling Psychology from Adler University, and a passion for helping empower clients to uncover their best selves. Let's all say hello to Kelsey Murren. Oh, Kelsey, it's uh, I'm feeling better even just seeing you. Wow, because uh, 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 it's been it's been pretty stressful, not just for me, but I'm sure for many of our listeners. Uh, mm. I, I guess I would be remiss to uh, not ask, so therefore I should ask, Kelsey, how is your day going? <laughs> My day's been okay. It's I uh, had the day off actually, so it's been it's been a nice one. Oh, nice. Yeah, a bit of time to relax. Good. I'm. I'm glad. I. I'm glad. I hope that your day. You know, I think it's very important to. Uh, you know, have days to uh, de-stress because. Uh, you know, one thing that I've learned it's to avoid stress at all cost. Right. <laughs> yeah. Am I doing it wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> so I guess. So my my question is. Um, you know, because I think I think everyone has different definitions of what stress is for them. Uh, is there a clinical definition of stress, Kelsey? Mm-hmm. So you'd likely be able to find a lot of different clinical definitions of stress, to be honest, depending on uh, the type of professional you're, you're working with. The one that I tend to go with really is pretty simple. Stress can be anything that puts a demand or a pressure on us. That's really, when we boil it down, that's what stress is. That's everything. Right? <laughs> right? It can be. Right? right? I think sometimes when people talk about stress, what they're really referring to is what they're feeling. Right? right. Like the impact of those um, demands or pressures. Huh. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, 
are, you know, uh, like, you know, speaking for myself, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. I definitely don't like stress. Um, I would even, you know, perhaps even venture to say that uh, if I know there's going to be stress coming down the line, I'm not looking forward to it. Maybe I'm even afraid of stress. Mm -hmm. But there are also some people who say that they thrive in stressful situations. First off, what? (laughs) (laughs) And and I guess, you know, secondly, yeah, what um, are some, are people, are some people built differently for stress? Like, Mm -hmm. is it something in our genetics? Is it something that can be, can be taught? Yeah. What, why are there differences in how different people, uh, react or even uh, interact with stress. Mm-hmm. Kind of like why are people's relationships different with it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, unfortunately, stress isn't fully avoidable. As much as we try, often <laughs> to dodge it, right? We're, we're all I think of- there's some rich people that probably fully <laughs> avoid it. <laughs> I would agree that there are probably some folks who manage that in a different way. <laughs> right? Yeah. But you know, I think that there is kind of this experience of like a positive stress zone where it's like, if you have the experience where, you know, just enough stress is actually quite motivating. So like Mm. deadline at work or you have an exam next week and you're not overwhelmed by it, but you're kind of like motivated to spring into action. Right. Mm. Yeah. Stress can actually be helpful or optimal. Um, the difference being people have different, like positive stress zones in different areas, right? Mm -hmm. So while like school, for example, for some folks, they can take the stress, no problem, but maybe in a domain like relationships, Ooh, their, their limit is a lot lower. Their threshold is lower. So it's super interesting. And so you describe it as a positive stress zone. Yeah. That's like, like the optimal stress zone, I guess, kind of that like window in which the pressures we're facing aren't super overwhelming but they're just high enough that they like motivate us to action right can Uh, can you kind of uh, i'm thinking about it and for me um i i'm pretty good with stress like i don't have too much trouble but i think part of it is that i'm a graphic designer and i worked in agencies for a very long time Mm -hmm. which is extremely high stress yeah. So I just kind of got used to it after a while. Yeah. And Jeff, now my my, <laughs> my my job is a lot less stressful now. Um but when when stress does pop up or or craziness pop, pops up in my job, I feel like I'm able to deal with it a lot better. But then in my personal life, I don't like having stress in my personal life. I don't like having to deal no. with that at all. Totally. Well, and it sounds like you've like fostered ways to cope, right? Or mm-hmm. to manage or kind of like increase your stress threshold in a work environment. Yeah. Right? I largely ignore it. Is that, <laughs> is that healthy? There's a lot of mail with big red letters on the front uh, piling up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> now, Do now. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, uh Kelsey with uh, you know, as we're talking, you know, uh uh for for Jeff and, and myself, you know, we're we um, you know, we're we're grateful to to have 
this platform, this podcast that we work on. Uh, we also have our, our careers and other parts of our lives. And, you know, as we share, you know, definitely as much as we, you know, can learn how to adapt with stress. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's fair to say, Jeff, that you and I don't, you know, we don't necessarily go looking for stress or we don't really like no. interacting with stress, right? Yeah, now, there's there's definitely people that, that uh, really enjoy conflict and uh and having having drama drama in their lives right. uh we are not two of those people no. <laughs> not your preference, not your preference. Now, so with that you know um uh, kelsey i was wondering if you could share with us a little bit about your journey into uh into your work in becoming a registered clinical counselor now of course you know uh i jeff and i on the on the fear of science, we've shared a little bit about our own journeys with with uh, seeing counselors in the past. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. grateful that I've had a chance to to uh, make use of of some, and they've been very helpful. But um, you know, I think that it takes a, a certain type of person, a special kind of person, to be like I am here to help people with their stress mm-hmm. and with other you know uh, things that they're going through. How did you? become a registered clinical counselor? What inspired you to get into this field? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, actually. I kind of grew up my whole life thinking I wanted to be a lawyer. Hmm. <laughs> I, Speaking of stress. Right? <laughs> um, I had a couple of family members who like growing up were a little, just like a little bit older than me. So kind of had that modeled and thought it was cool. Um, and even throughout the majority of my undergrad, that was, I was going to write the LSAT. And I was going to go to law school, um, but I had kind of a kind of a couple things happen throughout that like undergraduate school time. Um, one of the pieces, my best friend's mom passed away of cancer, and that was an, an incredibly difficult situation to watch her family essentially try and ground themselves and grieve. And I can, had so vividly remembered feeling like, oh my goodness, I wish I knew how to help. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew how to show up, right? Um, and then I was super lucky throughout a lot of my undergraduate work to work with a feminist-run resource center um, that offered like a peer support program. So I had um, worked worked as a peer support worker and did a couple a couple of different little jobs there throughout my time. And when the time kind of came for me to graduate, I just had a, a big one eighty where I was like this is kind of what I'm meant to be doing is kind of to, to support people, to be mm-hmm. able to kind of, um, yeah, kind of walk alongside folks sometimes as they um, are making sense of the stuff that they're going through. Um, so it, yeah, for myself, it went very quickly. I went from literally three weeks prior writing the LSAT to completing graduate school paperwork and three months later was accepted and it was all very rapid fire. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo. (laughs) I believe Uh, it for sure. (laughs) Now, uh, uh, so with that, you know, um, uh, and how long have you been working as a a registered registered clinical counselor? Yeah, just about four years. Wonderful. About four years, yeah. Now, uh, you know, as much as you can, you know, uh, uh, share, of course, I'm Mm -hmm. wondering, 
you know, four years ago was 2016. Yes. <laughs> 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 Math checks out. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, are are people are people more stressed now than ever? Now, I realize I'm asking this as we're recording this yeah. from our own virtual spaces, you know, because Ooh. we're in the middle of a pandemic. But are people more stressed out than ever? I would argue in this current moment, this year, yes, probably so, right? <laughs> with um, all the stressors associated with the pandemic and some of those, like even politics, some of the stuff that's been happening there. I I don't I don't use this often, but I do think these are kind of like unprecedented times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's been a dumpster fire of a year, that's for sure. <laughs> it really has. And I think for a lot of folks, like it's been coming from all angles. Yeah. Um, you know, um, with that, you know, uh, Jeff, um, you know, uh, one thing that I, I love and appreciate about you, Jeff, among many things, is that for the most part, you know, uh, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen you you know, maybe you just hide it well, but I don't know if I've ever seen you like super stressed out. Is that yeah? Is that yeah. true? <laughs> I, yeah, I uh, I. You don't. Very, what do you do? <laughs> I'm I'm very good at hiding it when I am, mm-hmm. um, and uh, or I I tend to have a lot of kind of coping mechanism, which actually kind of brings me to my next question. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask, uh, what are different ways that each one of us deal with stress? Assuming that we do deal with stress. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't. I've got I've got a couple uh, coping mechanisms. Uh, I, I tend to get lost in projects. Uh, so I do a lot of like DIY project, crafting mm-hmm. projects. Um, so I'll just kind of put on some music and zone out and get into the groove of what I'm working on. Yeah, uh, for for myself, um, I what I'm learning is that you know, as as I, you know, as I grow and I mature and I learn that it is okay to be open and vulnerable mm-hmm. and human. Um, you know, uh, I think. Uh, I mean. One answer is I scroll Twitter, you know, uh, mm. what did they, uh, I believe Jeff, they, they call, uh, uh, you know, being on Twitter for a couple hours at a time, joy scrolling. I hear that. <laughs> joy scrolling. No? <laughs> uh, but uh, another, but I, I, what I do sometimes feel is uh, uh, another way that I think my body copes is to actually like physically manifest body changes. <laughs> like the hulk right like like yeah yeah he gets stressed out don't like him when he's angry his body goes through changes for me like my test my my chest can tighten um you know uh i'm seeing uh uh, kelsey nod you know chest tighten um like i have to i have i take longer deeper breaths out i you know i talk in shorter sentences my voice can lower my body almost it's almost like conserving energy in order to to deal with this stuff um normal yeah absolutely right i think you know one of the things about stress is that it it manifests in a lot of different ways like it can Mm. of course impacts our emotions and kind of how we're feeling 
you know, from an emotional perspective, but there's also really concrete physical symptoms of long-term stress or reactions or responses to stress, right? right? So tightness in chest, um, difficulty breathing, muscle tension, digestive issues, all that stuff, right? right. Can be provoked or be a result of um, those stressors that are placed on us or our experiences of stress. Definitely. Yeah, I have uh, my my back um, really starts to hurt if mm-hmm. I if yeah. I ignore my stress and if I don't kind of deal with it or acknowledge it, um, then my back really. I go to a massage uh, every other week uh, just to deal with my back. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, I do the same. Actually, I do the same. So I very much so for myself. I'm the same way. Like my stress manifests super physically. So tight. Mm-hmm my chest, but also lots of like aching and tension. So for me, exercise is massive in being able mm. to manage kind of both the emotional side, um, but also just like the physical tension that comes along um, yeah. with feeling stressed. And I also see my massage therapist every two weeks. So <laughs> I also find that um, for for me, since I I have dealt with stress for so long in my job, and I'm, I'm pretty good at mentally dealing with stress, mm-hmm. that I have to pay attention to what my body's doing or else I don't realize that I'm stressed and I don't deal with that at all. And I just let, let it keep building up. Yeah. And one important like litmus test, right. To know like, Hey, what's actually happening? What's my full experience here? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So uh, in the future, when we're able to safely socially distant uh, hang out, Jeff, if I see you like really hunched over, but with a smile on your face, (laughs) Hey, you gotta check your you gotta check in with yourself. You gotta check in with your body. How you feeling? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, uh, Kelsey, when uh, you know, I, I see on the arccounseling.ca, the uh, the website for art counseling. Uh, check it out. Um, uh, I see that you know issues that you are able to uh, assist clients with. You know, not you know stress is on the list, which is just great, but also a variety of other ones. Uh, depression, anxiety, relationship difficulties, grief, loss, mm-hmm. communication difficulties, low self-esteem. Uh, do some of those, you know, uh, when I think of, you know, depression, you know, anxiety, when I think of all these things, I, uh, you know, the stress definitely plays a factor into these as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, in, in my very layman's, you know, but just my own personal experience, um, you know, sometimes the the stress of these things make it harder to to uh, deal with these issues that mm-hmm. we are trying to work on. Yeah, there's no question, right? Um, stressors absolutely impact kind of our capacity to cope, right? Or like the amount of space that we have to cope and manage. So if we're under a lot of stress it totally can feed into the development of mental health difficulties, right? One of the biggest predictors actually, or proponents of the development of things like anxiety and depression is actually long-term chronic stress. Mm. Chronic. (laughs) (laughs) So how do we deal with uh, the situation like we're in now where, Mm -hmm. where, you know, right now we're, we're going through the second wave of, of COVID and yeah. our numbers, especially in British Columbia, are going up and up and up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like every, like, I watch the news every morning, and it's getting to the point where I'm like, 
I don't know if I want to anymore. <laughs> like ignorance bliss might be the best situation here. Totally. So I wish I had like a black and white answer, <laughs> like a real clear game plan. But the truth of the matter is, is that's going to be a little bit different for everyone. Right. Um, for myself, I know in my work, one of the main things that I think is so important is bringing awareness to what the emotions are that are actually coming up for us. Right. Like getting real specific, like what am I feeling? Why is it I'm feeling it? And what can I do about it in a really concrete way? Right. Yeah. Um, because if we don't know what we're feeling, how in the world do we know what it is we need? <laughs> yeah. Right. I think there's going to be like some some really interesting studies done mm -hmm. after this pandemic, yeah. because, you know, at the beginning of it, I felt like it was just this roller coaster of emotions. Like yeah. every day was like I didn't even know what I was going to feel every day. And then after a while, I kind of got into this plateau of being like, this is life now. Right. Whatever. Right. Right? Yeah. And now that the second wave is coming back, it's just like it's just this emotional roller coaster again. And it's just, now it's exhaustion. It's just like, I just want it over. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think it's, you know, um, uh, Jeff, I, I agree with you. And also I feel like there's almost like a, there's so much uncertainty and, you know, uh, like when, like, is there, is there any word that, uh, I was trying to think of like positive words that like, go with uncertainty but then i stopped myself because i was thinking to myself oh when you were a kid and you got a pack of hockey cards or a pack of pokemon <laughs> cards and that uncertainty is fun yeah but, but, yes yes uh but now it's very different i think too in terms of coping and managing right a part of it is really focusing in on like taking care of ourselves right like mm -hmm. being specific about what is it I'm feeling, but then also how can I really intentionally cope with some of this stuff? So it sounds super simple and easy, but like really prioritizing some of the lifestyle things, right? So like, am I exercising enough? Am I eating well? What's my sleep looking like? Right? Right. Um, those, those are massive, right? In, in kind of staying with things or staying on our game, but... Are there bad ways of dealing with stress? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when we talk about coping, right? Like there's kind of two, two or three, depending on how you want to look at it, different categories, right? Effective coping, the way I look at it is like effective coping is coping that long-term doesn't make anything worse. Right, right. right. Um, so that thing is like, exercise, engaging in hobbies, uh, resting. Um, some folks meditate or do yoga, kind of those things that long term, if we do them, hey, not only are they going to not cause harm, they might actually improve things long term. Right, right. Okay? Coping in ways that maybe aren't as helpful or to have the potential to have a more negative consequence long term. Absolutely. So some of our like distraction or like escaping sort of um, coping mechanisms, um, like substance use in a way that's not helpful. So it's, you know, mm -hmm. overarching and also distraction. So, um, and again, they're all in excess. Right? 
So you're spending your entire week or every waking moment watching reality TV as a means of kind of distracting from your own experience. Probably going to be, you know, look up from the TV and still feel what you're feeling the minute the TV turns off. But but I love Amazing Race. (laughs) And how much of that? British Bake Off is that? Uh, that that is one of the few shows that is like uh, medically known to reduce stress mm, mm-hmm. because it's just such a pure, amazing uh, reality TV show. I love it, and yeah. believe me, I will never be the type of person to tell you to not watch reality TV. <laughs> and I would be a hypocrite if I did, right? <laughs> but we also want to like mix in some other things in there as well. Right. It's everything in moderation. If you're, if you are are just watching television and not living your life at all and yeah. and ignoring what's going on around you, absolutely, that's not healthy. It's yeah. same with uh, if you're if you're smoking weed all day every day uh, to numb yourself to everything going on around you. Mm-hmm. That's also probably not the most healthy thing. No, uh- exactly. Now, Kelsey, you know, as a as a counselor, I think you mentioned this um, a, a moment ago, but you know, uh, I'm assu- I'm assuming that counselors also get stressed out too. Telling all my secrets. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> mine are pretty similar, to be honest. So, um, ex- like I said, exercise working out for me is super important. The minute COVID hit, I currently have a spin bike in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> So I can reach it. It's so close. But um, exercise is one. Um, also making a really active effort to connect with people. So mm. lots of Zoom calls, lots of social social distance walks, those sorts of things. Um, and yeah, what else do we do? I read a bunch. That's another as well. Um, one of the things for myself and, you know, not just in this profession, in most I would imagine, but boundaries around work are huge yeah right what are those i know (laughs) awesome that is a that is a great tip absolutely when i think especially now being in in this covid world right like um i sit in my spare room eight hours a day working Mm -hmm. and then i take five steps into my living room so it's before it was easy to be like okay i go to the office i do my work I come home. I'm no longer at work. Yes. Now, work is my home, and it's that blur line yeah. of of everything being in one place now. Mm-hmm. Also, I you know there's days I don't leave the house. I don't go anywhere, and I think that that tends to weigh me down after a while too. And I have to remember just to get out and even just go for a walk for a couple blocks and come back. Super important. Yeah. One of the things I recommend actually. For folks and I, I have to do it myself is to create like little transitional routines so like once my work day is over my computer's powered down um typically I'll do a, like a quick tidy of all the work things it's all away and then I actually change and to me that like mentally signifies like okay you're off mm. the clock you can settle in <laughs> okay. yeah yeah now um uh you know um though we are talking about the uh a lot of pandemic stress, which is, you know, what we're all experiencing. But, you know, in a way, you know, I'm also, uh, I had a conversation with someone else recently about how, you know, 
unfortunately, the world that was before, you know, COVID, before pandemic, you know, was also very stressful. It was all also <laughs> already stressful. Yeah, so I guess, you know, my question is like, well, I, you know, um, is, is stress just, uh, is stress a normal part of life that we just need to accept mm. or is this, or is it something that we need to not necessarily be afraid of and again, learn how to cope with it health, healthy, mm-hmm. healthily, okay. more healthy, <laughs> um, you know, to, uh, you know, so that as things, you know, as hopefully again, everyone listening stays safe, all of us stay safe, mm-hmm. you know, when, uh, you know, it would be great if the world at some point could just be less stressful yeah, totally. or, or maybe our mindset around how we deal with stress needs to change. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think there's truth kind of in both of those pieces, right? Do I, like, I don't necessarily think that we can lead a life that's totally void of all stressors. Right. I think that mm. naturally just by being human, we're faced with stressors every single day. Right. But I do definitely think that evaluating what are some of those stressors that are impacting me that I actually have some control over shifting or changing. Right. So mm-hmm. I, the one we see really, really frequently are really stressful jobs, right. That are just like 10 out of 10 stressful. Um, so kind of evaluating, like, is this serving me? Is there a shift or a change I can make? Right. And also the other side of this is also increasing our capacity, increasing our set of coping tools and skills to be able to manage the stressors that are thrown at us. Right. We think there's a bit of a balance there between like sometimes accepting some of the stressors that we're faced with or problem solving when we can, while also doing some of that work to kind of like cope and manage and increase our our overall ability. Right. 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 What's coming at us. Nice. Uh, I feel less stressed. (laughs) Well, that's good. Um, Is there a difference between anxiety and stress? Or are they the same thing? Do they feed into each other? Right. So I think oftentimes anxiety is a result of of stress, right? right? So when you think about stress as being like, demands or pressures that are placed on us. I often think that like what we're labeling as stress is like the feelings or emotions or thoughts that we're getting as a result of those stressors. Right. Right. And oftentimes that is anxiety that we're feeling. Right. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's kind of like, Oh my goodness. I'm, I have this work deadline due and I'm in a fight with my partner. Oh, I'm so stressed. Yeah. Which leads to anxiety. Yeah, which typically what we're labeling as that stress is like, oh my goodness, my heart's racing, my thoughts are racing, I'm feeling scared about what this is going to look like, and that tends to be anxiety. You know, uh, with my suppose, you know, um, uh, leads me then to, uh, you know, a next question. Uh, At what point, you know, if people are feeling these, if people are feeling stressed, if Mm -hmm. they if they feel stressed, but they don't know that it's stress, if they are worried, anxious, um, if they feel tightness in their chest. I mean, at what point should people 
seek out help? At what point should they, you know, perhaps reach out to to yourself, um, you know, at, at art counseling uh, or any counselor for help? Mm-hmm. I like. I don't necessarily think there's ever a bad time, right, to reach mm-hmm. out for some support if you feel like you're struggling. Um, but one of kind of like the benchmarks that I suggest to people is when a do you feel like you're not sure what the next step is, you're not quite sure what will feel helpful. Um, and also if you're feeling like it's impacting your ability to do the things you want to do, right? right? Like if you feel like, oh my goodness, the way that I'm feeling is impacting my relationships, maybe at work, maybe, uh, like my ability to do my extracurriculars. If you really notice like how I'm feeling is getting in the way, right? So that tends to be a real clear sign that, yeah, it could be helpful to get some support. Yeah. Right. And Daniel, for you, if you start turning green and becoming really muscular, <laughs> you need you need to talk to someone. <laughs> um, thank you. Now, you know, I guess uh, uh, that is, you know, it's a great reminder. And I think it's, you know, we've, you know, again, uh, on some past episodes, and I think it definitely bears repeating on this one. You know, I, I think that's, it's something that, you know, um, as I've gotten older, it's gotten easier to talk to friends about stress, about mm-hmm. mental health. Yeah. You know, I think when I was younger, I didn't want to, I thought that I didn't want to bother them. Right. And I think that it was also perhaps I didn't want to look weak. I didn't want to look vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it, and now that I've gotten older, I think I, it's been easier. I'm grateful that I have a great support network, you know, who is there to to listen and to help. Um, and if I say I'm not having a good day or I'm having a bad mental health day, uh, people are there to judge, are not judge, to listen. And I'm grateful for that. I, I know that maybe not all of our listeners feel that they do have someone like that. You know, I, I sincerely hope that all of our listeners, you know, hopefully everyone has at least one person, mm-hmm. you know, um, that can help with that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's it's hard to um, for us as being uh, men, too, because we're expected to, like, mm. hold back our emotions and that that keep calm and carry on uh, kind of thing. Um, so I think encouraging people to talk to each other. And men to to be open with each other as well is is super important. Um, and I'm glad that I have male friends and female friends um, that I'm able to talk to and and be vulnerable around. So, but I, I think a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. One of the things I, I say, I like remind people of all the time is that every single person on this planet experiences the six core emotions. We're biologically mm-hmm. wired for survival to experience emotions, right? Mm-hmm. They, what, what, are, oh yeah, uh, what are the six core emotions? Ooh, okay. Joy, surprise, disgust, sadness, fear. Oh, one more, I'm missing one. Anger? But, anger, thank you. Hey! Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> Right. And those, and we're biologically wired with those yeah. because they meet survival tendencies, right? They keep us alive. So 
like one of the things I try to remind folks of is like, you're meant to feel emotion. Right. By virtue of that, we're all going to struggle with emotion at some time. Mm. Right. That we're, yeah. we're all going to have to learn to get really good at figuring out what we need to do about it. Yeah. I like to just take them and just squish them like really, <laughs> really deep down. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, wait, no, that's a horrible coping mechanism. You know, uh, as we talk, uh, as we're, um, you know, exploring all of these things around stress and uh, different things that can trigger, um, do we, do we, you know, uh, Jeff and Kelsey, do you believe that mindset also plays a part in how we deal with stress or approach stressful situations? Mm-hmm. I definitely think it can. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, I think we have we have the ability sometimes to be mindful of the types of thoughts that we're having, right? So if we can bring awareness to like, hey, are, am I always jumping to the worst case scenario? Am I always assuming the worst, right? Am I having a lot of self-defeating thoughts, right? If that's mm-hmm. the absolutely how we see the world and interact with the world is going to be impacted by that right whereas if we're able to shift some of those thought patterns to something that's a little bit more productive right that can also totally impact not just the stress that we experience but how we feel how confident we feel in our ability to manage it Mm -hmm. right right that's Mm -hmm. wonderful um now, uh, as we uh, head towards the end of this episode, first off, I want to say, Kelsey, thank you so much for uh, joining Jeff and myself here on the Fear of Science. Um, it, I'm always, I always feel a little lighter after these episodes because I learn things, um, and especially on this one, I'm not holding a spider, so I'm definitely not. <laughs> I don't like spiders either. That wouldn't have been my. <sighs> Now, um, uh, now, Jeff, I think I figured out. I think I figured out uh, a new recurring segment that I want to try. Okay, I'll try Go to start. Um, you know, uh, our our listeners. You know, depending on where when they're listening to this, perhaps they're listening to this in the year twenty twenty one. Maybe they're listening to this in the year twenty thirty. Um, after our uh, fifth season of the Fear of Science Live on HBO Max. <laughs> Manifesting, manifesting the, uh, but you know, uh, I, I guess for, you know, because uh, uh, we're, you know, talking about stress in, in quite positive ways. Um, I was wondering. Uh, I think that I would like each of us to send um, to send a, a, a thought, to send a, a wish into the ears of our listeners um and it doesn't have to be about stress it doesn't have to be about science but what's one thing that you want our listeners to uh, wrap up this episode by hearing i i can start i can start okay for example um uh overall uh, i i hope that our listeners are having a good day it doesn't have to be a great day but i want them to just have uh, a good day um you know hopefully you're you're uh, you're feeling well and you're feeling safe and hopefully you're not feeling too stressed but if you are feeling stressed 
that's okay because you know what? Today is just going to be a good day. Hmm, that's nice. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I think my, I think my word of uh, words of advice or uh, my my positive thought would be, um, and I I kind of talked about when we did the fear of bullying episode is the best advice I ever got from my teacher was that everything's going to be okay. That, that things will get better. And that's kind of like a mantra that I live my life by that even when things get stressful, even thing, when things get bad, um, that a positive attitude will, will make things better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you, Jeff. The one that comes up for me, um, particularly in kind of these times right now that we're having is like, I hope that people can allow themselves to know that their best is going to look different every day. And then that, mm, yeah, that yeah, is so beautifully true. well put. That is, that is why you are a registered political <laughs> counselor and Jeff and I were podcasters, which is great. <laughs> I'm very happy with that, but wow. Thank <laughs> you. Now, uh, Kelsey, for people who um, here in the Vancouver area, uh, do you um, do you also do uh, virtual counseling by chance? Yes, absolutely. So um, currently, we're still able to see people in person as well, but absolutely, we offer full virtual services. Um, yeah, through Nice. And for people who are interested in uh, in your counselor work and also want to learn more about ARC counseling, uh, where can they go? Yeah, so they can go directly to our website, uh, arccounseling.ca, I believe is our, is our website. And they can get all the information about what we do there. They can scroll through the bios for all of the therapists, look at kind of all the different challenges that we help support people with. Um, and that's also how they can book us is uh is there wonderful nice. thank you mm-hmm. and jeff for people who want to um hear all of our back episodes with zero uh recurring segments because this is- <laughs> uh jeff, where can where can people learn more about fear of science uh you can find us um at science fears on twitter instagram and facebook and then our website is uh the fear of science.com Nice. Excellent. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, as you are uh, listening to us, we hope that you are indeed all staying safe. Uh, again, my name is Daniel Chai. And I'm Jeff Porter. We're Fear of Science, and we will chat with you again soon. Goodbye, everybody.